Hello and welcome to the Monday Night War Stories. Your favorite two-man power trip and the no-sell living legend. Go on a little ratings war between WCW and WWF. This week we're coming off the tragic loss of Owen Hart. And... Whew, back to business as usual for them. Back to business. Yep. <laughs> a couple references here and there. One can't grieve forever. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Owen who? <laughs> yeah. Hart who? Last one, right? First thing, let's get the satanic dude out there. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Let's have a sacrifice. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> as they taped this week's Raw the night after... Yeah, it was the night after yeah. too. The other on, so it's like I was surprised they didn't just have Taker say, "Told you I'd be a sacrifice, <laughs> dude." <laughs> if he'd have lived, they, he would. I guarantee you. I guarantee you, they would have like yeah, the they would have made sacrifice. it. Yeah, <laughs> damn it. Next time he won't be so lucky. Jesus Christ! The higher power needed a soul. Not if he's not. No, 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 no. What I told you there'd be a sacrifice, and my bad it wasn't Owen. Ew. Yikes. Yeah. We're already off the rails. So let's get into, let's get back on. So let me introduce you to your favorite two men. Yeah, gotta go to Nitro. And, <laughs> yeah, let's go back to Nitro and the Living Legend. First representing Oh, sorry. It's Sunday. I took the day off. Oh. You took the day off? We get days off. Oh, okay. Uh you know this man is one thing, one thing only. He's a good brother. The human wrestling database, Corey Mack. You'd be surprised. Gage has us on like uh, vacation plans, dental. Oh, nice. Yeah, being in a gang is pretty cool these days. Yeah. You don't have to represent it all every day, but you do. Yeah, but you like, you know, yeah. It rotates. That's awesome. Uh, hey, no. Crips go to church. <laughs> <laughs> no, so is living legend, Mike Booble. Hi, everybody. And I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. So let's get into May 31st, 1999, and let's go to WCW. And we're at the Astrodome in Houston, Texas. And I love the fact that they show the shot of the arena, and you can totally tell they're only using half of it. It's the uh, eighth one in the world, I believe, when it was first. That's Andre the Giant. <laughs> no, I it, don't it, know about no, no, that. It was references the eighth one of the world, which opened in 65? Right? I think 65. First dome stadium ever. Because the Colt 45s didn't play there. Yeah. Uh... I always hated the Astrodome. Fucking hate artificial turf. I hated it so much. How do you know? You ever smoked this stuff? I mean, once or twice. Um, yeah, I don't like the Astro turf. They all look so impersonal, too. Like three rivers and mm-hmm. just all of them just look like just giant like slabs of cement. Generic, like, bland, around stadium. Here you go. <laughs> like, no character they, at all. They went a couple years. They built, like, Camden Yards, which is really different, and they built uh, Coors Field, which is different, and then everything else in the next 10 years was like, here's our round stadium with fans. Yep. Cool. So we start the show off with <laughs> backstage with Raven showing up, then he's being jumped by DDP and Bam Bam, and then they attack him for a little bit, then they throw him into a dumpster, then Bam Bam decides to join him in the dumpster for, like, the one of the slowest ways to slam the door on top of Raven's head because it looks and like arm. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. They didn't do camera good, but the whole thing was the arm was pulled out by DDP and then they slammed down. Yeah. No. Yep. Yeah. It was just the head. Yeah. No, they did the arm got. Too. Yeah. So uh, Raven's to been... explain Raven's absence. Yep. For the upcoming future. 
Then we get a promo from basically the past week. Uh, Disco bringing up Savage is afraid of the younger talent. Flair banning the elbow drop at the Great American Bash. Boy, this was a long recap. Yes, it was. Yeah. DDP and Bam Bam attacking Piper, Sting and Luger surrounding the Steiners, one in the ring, one in the monster truck. In case you were on TV, right? In (laughs) case you missed the uh, both shows last week, we're going to recap all of it for you. Uh, Benoit Malenko saying that that they should go on their own way. Conan and Henning fighting at the announce table. I'm surprised they didn't include Saturday night recaps. Hogan making fun of DDP for losing the title. Savage attacking Nash. Malenko and Benoit joining Piper in the main event. Hogan hitting DDP with the crutch at the end of Nitro. Spitting on him. <laughs> then we go to Thunder. And then Tank Abbott being there. Uh, Macho attacking Disco and backstage. Did you know there were some cherries dropping from the sky? Cherries or? dropping from the uh, roof. Tank and Rick Steiner Certain fighting. Cherries from Benoit and Page. Uh, the match. And then the highlights of... Macho destroying. Um, In case you're sad, watch that stuff. funeral. Here's what happened last week on WCW. You know, it's just, you know what? Christ. I just thought of something. I mean, there's no way they could have thought about it. Or, but last week's Thunder maybe not the best week for Tank Abbott to repeatedly say things are falling from the sky. Nope, I thought it too. Because <laughs> all that same episode that and then that stretcher job, and I was like, hmm, really? <laughs> like, damn. Okay. Same week, huh? So right. let's start the show with the Nitro Girls. And Kimberly's back, and you can totally tell she's super lost on the routine if you pay attention. So nothing's new. So nothing's changed. Nothing's new. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we go comment- Business as usual. We go to commentary. Uh, we have a cage match tonight. Rick Steiner versus Sting. Uh, Tink Abbott should be here. Uh, Eddie Guerrero's here. And then the crowd pops, and the camera cuts, and there's Eddie halfway down the aisle. Then his music hits. Right. Uh, Eddie joins commentary. Uh, they show photos from the car accident. Uh, Eddie ro- uh, rolled the car, and... Uh, Said he was shot out of it. 100 feet. He sustained a lacerated liver and, like, a... A ton of shit. Ton, like, dislocated, like, ankle or, like, knee or something, like, a he, lot. He literally... It's not an exaggeration. He almost died. I uh, was expecting a lot worse from the car, I gotta be yeah. honest. I was like... The car didn't look that bad. Wow. All of that, huh? But I then mean, when he, he left the car. Yeah, right? he goes... He gets ejected 100 feet. Seat belts, people. Seat belts. Wear them. All because he wanted some eggs at 2 in the morning after being stoned as fuck on New Year's Eve. Uh, then there were there, then we like we see Tony's like, I guess we're going to cut to the ring. And then Tony's like, wait, what are we going to do? And then we go to the ring for our first match of the night. As it's Hack with Chastity versus Kidman. Match right. go- it's good, uh, good use of Kidman. Yeah. Uh, the match goes for a little bit, but, but for some reason, it's not a hardcore match just yet until Tank Abbott and some other guys show up, and then they go to the announce table. Um, Abbott says that Steiner and Sting are not hardcore for being in that uh, that like fake cage as he really put up that main event. Hang out. Yes. And then he goes, you know what? It's a good I- signing. You know what? I'm going to be the ref of this match of the ma- that match. Apparently, he's in charge. Yeah, Flair. Who? You're fired. Yeah. Hack then makes. Well, you should have said to take. You're fired. Uh, Hack then makes this a uh, extreme match by throwing tables and ladders in. Hack goes for a swan. Yeah, so at one point, like there was nothing in the ring. I turn back and there's like three yeah. tables, a ladder. Like, what the fuck because, happened? Because the match Jesus. In, instead of instead of focusing on the match, they focus on Ab- Ab- Abbott. 
I also like Eddie shitting on the hardcore aspect. I, I'd never do this crap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hack goes for a swanton on Kidman, but goes to the table. Kidman then hits a shooting star press. Oh, goes for a shooting star press. But then Hugh Morris comes out and attacks Kidman. Brian Nobbs then comes out and attacks uh, Hack. Then uh, Kidman goes for the handshake, and Hack lays him out. And Nob said something to the camera that was completely indecipherable. I'm yeah. only here because of Hulk. <laughs> Sounded like it. <laughs> we go backstage with Ric Flair and J.J. Dillon. Flair's having eight girls show up tonight at his hotel. Sounds about right. Flair and J.J. are confirming that Macho's oboe drop is banned. Um, I like Flair. What segment am I in? All of them. You can mean all of them if you want. Uh, that's Flair, right. <laughs> Flair's like, Flair's like, so, it's banned, right? Yeah, for, for just for the pay-per-view. No, no, I'm banning it forever. Any show, any show he's on, it's banned. Yeah. But it's banned for the pay-per-view, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. But it's banned. But it's, I'm banned every, every, forever. So, uh, JJ wasn't doing a good job playing no. along with the whole crazy Flair Keep thing. asking him, yeah. Like Flair was baiting him. And JJ was not picking it up. Yeah, why <laughs> we don't have JJ talk anymore? Yeah, yeah. What do you want, you, Sting? He used to be so good. What do, Flair? What do you want? I'll ban the elbow. So you want a headlock? Got it. <laughs> God damn it! We're gonna recap from Thunder. You it. You're fired. Yeah. Woo. We're gonna recap from Thunder. Uh, Abbott and Steiner getting into it. Then we get a promo from DDP and Bam Bam. DDP says, you know, he gets blamed for Hogan's injury. He tried to apologize, but Hogan knocked him out last week. DDP then threatens to take out Hogan permanently. DDP says that they don't want to wait till the pay-per-view, and they want their tag team title match tonight. But, how you know, they want the match now after they just took out Raven earlier in the night. We go backstage, and uh, Canyon Saturn show up, and then Mike Tanay shows up and tells them what happened. Mike Tanay is the Earl Hebner of WWE. Uh, F. When something happens, Hebner's always the one like, hey, by the way, hey, uh, Rock, did you see that? So Tanae is stooge. Yes, he yes, is. yes, 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 I am. Canyon, so did Canyon. <laughs> Canyon says that the, here take Raven's place tonight for the title, and then Saturn's like, Saturn goes, I knew we should have came here, we should have uh, headed here straight here with Raven. Yeah. Uh, commentary br- uh, brings up the that their DJ not liking what Kurt Henning said about rap last week. I Henning, was dreading this. I was like, I knew we're going to get DJ Rand sooner or later because of this fucking storyline. Henning shows up to the commentary and says uh, he, he, he wants to go sing another country song. Uh, Kurt goes out and looks for the DJ. Kurt goes to the stage and out comes Bobby Duncan Jr. Bobby gives Kurt a black hat and they're about to head over to the DJ booth. Conan and Ray J come, uh, Ray come out. And Ray J. Ray, Ray J. J, yeah. Uh, Ray Jr. Right off his movie. Yep. Comes out wearing an ass. Both wearing Astros like jerseys. jerseys. I hate those jerseys. I love them. I, they look so nice. I liked the jerseys that came after, the red ones from the World Series with uh, Pettit. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Look at the star. But these ones, I hate these ones. I don't mind them. Better than no. others. Uh, they begin to brawl, and then... Of course, I want the old Astros ones back with the multi-tier oh, rainbow terrible. thing. Fuck yeah. yeah. Bring terrible. It back. Bring it back. J.R. Richard, get out of here. Uh, they begin to brawl, and I want security... those nuggets you need back, too. <laughs> <laughs> security separates them, and then we find out later on tonight there'll be a tag match between all four men. You don't say. Tag match, player. Then we get a recap from last week's Nitro of Henning and Conan Didn't they do brawling. this at the beginning of the show? They did. So, so, our next match... Van Hammer... 
versus Evan Courageous. I want to know when the bell rang for this, and it was at 36 minutes and 21 seconds. Can I ask a question? Yeah. I'm all for trying new gimmicks, but coming out w- with the hat and the... Van Hammer looks ridiculous. If, if he thinks he looks like a badass, he's sadly mistaken. He looks like an extra in a porn. Yeah, he does. He looks Which, like hey, the, whatever. I don't care. He looks shame, like the but background like, guy. You are not going for the look you think you're going for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Van Hammer wins with a Cobra Clutch Slam. The match ends in forty three at the forty three uh, minutes. So about he, five um, minute match. That match went forty three minutes. He, no, no, oh. no. Planted. Sorry, it went seven minutes. Okay. Courageous on the mat too. Right. I was like, bro, take care of your opponent much? No. Well, Van uh, Hammer? Dude. No. I like I tr- I, I marked the times down because of the fact it's like, okay, the second match of Nitro is starting at thirty six minutes. Well, remember in. last week we had four matches. Yeah, yeah, so that's about forty, you know, forty Minutes. So we're so, hour one's done. Hour so. one's yeah. Because here Van comes Hammer finished up hour one with Evan Courageous. Also known as fuck it. <laughs> yeah. We go back to the ring with me and Gene, and he brings up Roddy Piper. Shake how, of the evening. However, he has to like suck up to Piper <laughs> the entire fucking boy. Like, doesn't he? He's 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 not only sucking his dick, he's cupping his balls. He's like before <laughs> he even comes out, he's doing it all. He's working the shaft, working it, swallow the gravy. Um, as so. <clears throat> As we said earlier in the show, just so earlier, about how about how they had the dead man and what were the, what were some one of the sayings they said that maybe they shouldn't have said? Cherry's falling from the sky. Yes. Why does Gene go? They're hanging from the rafters yeah. tonight. Well, they're well, it's an deaf. it's an old. I mean, he shouldn't have said it, but it, you fall into old traps. You've been doing this for thirty years, and. I mean, how how often do oh it's hanging from the rafters tonight, dude? They're sold out here. Blah blah blah. Shouldn't have said it, but I, uh, to give, I'll give the devil his due. Gene is probably half lit. I mean, <laughs> yeah, not but, thinking in his freest mind. But, yeah, it was just like the, just like the cherries are falling, and then you just see like then he, you hear Gene go, they're hanging from the rafters, and like for this a week. <laughs> so uh, then uh, Piper brings out Dean Malenko. Piper says that Dean is one of the, if not the greatest cruiserweight champion up. ever. Uh, Piper, I wanted to say Piper's never watched a cruiserweight match. No, he's never in his life. Piper brings up the horseman, and Dean doesn't say anything. Uh, then Piper starts hitting him in the head, like, hello, hello, let fly. Are you home? Are yeah. you alive? Uh, drink, uh, Dean grabs the mic and says that Malenko and Benoit didn't walk away from the horseman. Rick Flair walked away from the horseman. Rick screwed Rick. This, my nipples hard. This brought out Ric Flair. Uh, Malenko says that him and Benoit had to deal with his ego. Ric Flair should have helped him help pass the torch. Malenko says that it should have been the new talent leading WCW into the millennium. Flair says that his name is Ric Flair and he is the horseman. Malenko's beneath him. Flair says that no one can ha- hold that hold that torch. Uh, Arn uh, says that Flair came out of retirement to put together the horsemen to put them back to where they were at. Blanco says last week when he talked to Arn about issues and he didn't do anything. Blanco says last week he had respect for Arn, but that was last week. I'd have done anything for you last week. That was last week. Yeah. Uh, Malenko then leaves the ring, Arn giving chase. Piper tells Flair that his cabinet's falling apart, and then Flair and Piper get into it. Piper hits Flair with the, his belt multiple times. And the crowd didn't care. My question in this, first of all, 
Why isn't Benoit saying anything or even showing up to Nitro? Well, I know why he wasn't here this he week. He wasn't there this week. Well, I mean, yeah. Th- that makes sense. Yeah. How about last week? Um, Probably not in the mood to talk. Also, he wrestled. Like, if you're going to have one of the two speak, even though Benoit is bad, he's so much better than Malenko. Maybe don't give Malenko mic time. Malenko is one of those weird... God, he is devoid of charisma in he front is, of the camera. He is one of those weird instances in wrestling, like Brad Armstrong is another, where they're like a boulder on air, but everybody in the business will tell you the funniest motherfucker off camera in the I locker just, room. But it just, once that light's on, nothing. My God. It's weird. Um, I'm also, not feeling this so far. Okay, <laughs> well, how do you feel this? Eric Bischoff joins commentary. Nope. I mean, like, uh, I don't mind. I don't mind what they're trying to do with him being a, a face now who's realized his yeah. mistakes. Um, and and the one way to get it across is to talk, and he can talk. So I don't mind him joining commentary, especially since by mid '99, Tony realizes this ship is crumbling and Bobby's drunk. So put someone out there that can talk. Sure, why not? Um, I just I don't like the revolving door with an announcer's table. Just if, yeah. you, if you clearly want a third person, just put a third person. Put Tanay back out there. Just put somebody out there. Just stays there know. anyways. Just use him. To be honest, Tanay saved half the, the yeah. shows of Nitro last year. So fucking I mean, what, just put him back move. out there. I, I realize you want to separate the shows, even though it's not a you know a split, but give it a different feel. But they need Tanay on Nitro. Yeah, God Jesus, damn. man. Uh, so Bishop joins. Commentary. Our next match is Rey Mysterio Jr. and Conan versus Kurt Henning and Bobby Duncan Jr. I was confused at first because when Rey comes out, it just said Rey Mysterio. It like the header. <laughs> that WWE editing is getting out of control. Conan <laughs> doesn't get a name. There's also a g- digitized mask on him. <laughs> Rey, Rey Mysterio is in a tag match. <laughs> so said, well, and they said Rey Mysterio Jr. No it joke. just didn't have Conan. No joke. For a little bit. In late 2002, early 2003, when they would show, in the rare instance, they would show WCW highlights for stories or whatever on yeah. Confidential or anything. If they had to show Ray footage, they would pixelate his face. Bonkers. Because they didn't want to acknowledge he went without a mask at any point. But mm. you know how disconcerting it is when you're trying to watch highlights and there's this pixelated head just running around the ring and doing moves. You're like, why does that man have a penis in his face? <laughs> uh, Conan and Mysterio are now dressing together the same. Uh, prison um, outfits today. Yeah, I, this this look was terrible. What the fuck, dude? The hell was this shit? Hip hop ninety nine. I don't remember the jumpsuits. I remember the big ass jeans and the jerseys. I, and the, I don't remember jumpsuits. I remember. I couldn't tell you if it is no limit, but I remember. It is no limit. But I remember because that's what they're in bed with. But I remember like jumpsuits and videos for oh, a little bit. There. God. Oh, nah, nah. nah. Bowdy, You Gotta go with the hot trend a year ago. You know, Master P. That's bowdy wrestling, b- isn't it? Though a year ago, <laughs> and then they're just now catching up to it's it. Surprised Coolio wasn't here. Vince is like <laughs> 15 years ago. Right. He's just the highest star of the world, Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> da, 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 da. Give him a little credit. He's up to Tone Loke. <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, funky got, cold Medina. Heavy D. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. He just likes saying funky cold Medina over and over again. Funky cold. Uh, Conan has Henning in the tequila sunrise, but Duncan hits Conan with the cowbell. Oh, yeah. Then, need more cowbell. And then Duncan then hog ties Conan 
as Henning beats up Ray. The only thing I care about this match is uh, Henning's little shout-out to Rick Rude. That was cool. That was cool. Um, completely no-sold by announcing <laughs> again. You know. But but it's cool. Whatever. Um, I'm not... I said I wasn't feeling the whole old versus new. I'm definitely not feeling Mm-mm. rap versus country. Nope. Uh, maybe if you got rid of Duncan and Conan... Um, and had Kurt Hennig 10 years younger. And, and Kurt Hennig was 10 years younger. I'd be all about Ray versus Kurt. But, uh, <laughs> whoo. It's not this. Not feeling this so nope. far. Just a couple well, of good old boys. Let's see if you feel this then. Uh, here comes Macho Man uh, walking out already with the mic, telling people to get ready. Ooh, get ready. Macho says hey, there, there's a rumor going around that uh, Na- Kevin Nash doesn't want to doesn't wait till the pay per view. Nash is tired of being embarrassed and he's tired of being in the closet. Uh, Nash is on his way to defend his title. Uh, Medusa runs down the ring, tells Macho that Gorgeous George says Nash is in the building. Look at Gorgeous George. Okay, anyways. Macho tells him to come on down, and then he just leaves. I just felt like, I thought this was going to go a little bit longer. Like, when Macho tells him to come on down, I'm like, okay, here comes. Of the two companies... This is the one that has enough talent where you don't need to stretch like this. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Just put more matches on. I don't get it. You know what it is now. They're in reactionary. To whatever's uh, happened on the other channel? Yeah, they're in reactionary mode now because they're losing so badly that they're imitating what's happening on the other channel. Thinking if that's what people want to see, let's give it to them because we got to get back. You can't do the same storyline and just do them worse. That's not how that works. This (laughs) this feud lost this company so much ground. Which, it's weird. Which is already losing, like... If you would have just booked it differently, Nash versus Savage shouldn't be that bad of a feud. But, as we'll see, the stuff they're doing... You know what it goes back to for me? What? Uh, Well, they tried all the extra shit for Hogan Flair. Instead of just saying, hey, here's Kevin Nash and Randy Savage. This is a big deal. Watch this. Yeah. Let's do all this other shit that isn't important. It's it's terrible. It's like Flair and Hogan to me. You don't need to... You just say Flair versus Hogan and then there's your match. Nash and Savage would draw. Yeah, yep. it's you know, especially at this. I mean, it's time. not going to outdraw what's on the other channel, but nothing you have nothing is. is going like, to. Nothing would. Yeah, I mean, I feel it's safe to say this, even though he's gone. By the by, May of '99, yeah, Goldberg is not. Goldberg's done. Yeah, it's even you couldn't even, even when he's there. Yeah, you yeah. couldn't even try to revitalize him and compete. It's yeah. done. Yeah, so you blew that. It's yeah. not good. Uh, backstage, uh, DDP and Bam Bam take out Canyon, and it looks like they've knocked him out. Come, uh, we go commentary and they show the uh, Owen Hart sign, so they mention Owen. So, at this point, this is, this is the Eric Watts match, right? Though. Yes, it is. So it's he's they mention it as he's walking down the crowd. Tony is trying to say something like heartfelt, and Eric Watts is cutting a promo on the camera, so we miss all of what Eric and Tony says. I'm like, thanks. typical miss fuckers. Or- God, miss- we have to listen to this fucking idiot speak. Misorganization again. I'm just like, yep. God damn it, dude. It's awful important to hear what Eric fucking Watts has to say. Yeah, well, and, our- yeah, the best part about this is Bischoff shitting, oh, shitting on all him. over Eric Watts. So our next match. I remember when he, I was here when damn, he was a rookie. God yeah, damn. damn. <laughs> uh, so our next match is Eric Watts versus David Flair with Tori, Rick, Arn, and Asia. And Asia's thighs. Now, I'm only bringing it up because like, when she posed, I was like, those are the biggest fucking thighs I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, I was like, per- I was disturbed. By how big and muscular those thighs were. I was like, God damn. Those are like dinosaur thighs. Yeah. Um, Bishop, like what Booble has said, Bishop brings up Eric getting a big push when his father was in charge. And you can see it all over again with David. 
Uh, Tony says, David Fuller isn't really good. And Eric uh, says, yeah, he sucks. My 15-year-old <laughs> son can beat him. Uh, Watt hits. Oh. Uh, Foreshadowing. Uh, Watts has uh, Flair beat multiple times, but he keeps pulling him up. Watts hits a, cube, a cobra, a cobra clutch slam, and made it look way worse than what Van Hammer does. And hold on, hold on right there. <laughs> okay, if you're wrestling, and you can do a move that makes Van Hammer look so skilled in comparison, you should not be in the fucking ring. Well, that's what happened. Um, Flair gets on the apron to distract the ref. Arn gets in and hits the spine buster. David covers for the one, two, three. Uh, then we get a Great American Bash promo with people saying that they are American. I hated that promo. Uh, we get a recap from last week's Nitro with Macho attacking Nash. Then we go backstage with Ric Flair and uh, Buff shows up and he says he wants a match against Macho tonight. <laughs> okay, I enjoyed this. I love this. Flair asks Buff if he has a Rolex. Yeah. Do you have a big house? Yeah. Uh, you know what you don't got? A match with Macho tonight. <laughs> yeah. Because, what, what? Why? Because Buff's not in Macho's league. He'd kill you. You're not in his league. Uh, Flair says that if he, he wants a match tonight, he can tonight, but it'll be against Bobby Eaton. And Buff's like, he, he still Who? works here? Who? And I wanted to punch Bobby, Buff Bagwell so bad. <laughs> um, I was like, not only do I hate you, but now you're talking down Bobby Eaton. Buff Bye. says that Flair is only. Buff says he's only. Rick is only taking care of his friends. So, uh. It's the same as every promoter in the history of wrestling. Woo. <laughs> so, uh, Buff agrees to the match against Bobby Eaton tonight. Buff agrees. <laughs> he was told flat out that's what's happening. Yeah. Yep. So he's going to kill him. <laughs> so, our next match tonight <laughs> is The Cat with Sonny Ono oh. versus Scott Norton. Oh, my God. Uh, Cat making fun of his front fans, of the fans, like always. He's tired. Scott Norton calls him out again. We get a picture and picture of the NWO black and white laughing about the beatdown. Ono distracts the ref, and the Cat hits Norton with a crowbar and covers him for the win. They show the NWO laughing, and they go, wow, he's going to be pissed when he gets back here. Then they all book then it. Then they book it because they don't want to be in the same locker room as him. We're still doing this. Yeah. Which one, the black and white or Norton and Miller? Pick one. Okay. Uh, commentary. Uh, they're talking about the co-main events tonight of uh, the tag team match and the cage match. Um, Bishop brings up that he was in talks with Tank Abbott in 1994 about him wanting to be a wrestler, but Abbott was nuts, so he said no. Let's go to our next match, and I guess it's for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship as it's Macho Man Randy Savage... And here comes Kevin Nash, but it, wait a minute. That guy doesn't look like Kevin Nash. That's not hey, Kevin Nash. Hey, let's just redo that Chris Jericho Goldberg thing from Fall Brawl. That'll work, right? The thing yeah. we didn't pay off? So here comes a guy dressed up as Kevin Nash. But Unfortunately, there is a payoff this time. But he's wearing a dress. Macho says Kevin Nash is coming out like, of the hey, closet. Gimmick friend, you bitch. <laughs> a lot of gay references towards Kevin Nash in this uh, feud, I, which... It's out of nowhere. Like, it's never... Right? I don't... Like, Shawn Michaels, I... Have, like, I get that. Kevin Nash? We're just... Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure why. Whatever. Is, he's single, uh, he's, fellas. He's got the pencil. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a match, I guess. Maybe it's to prove he's not just putting himself... Oh, yeah, I'm, I'll book gay jokes about myself. 
Uh, Macho distracts the ref during the match so the ladies can have a chance at uh, attacking this fake Nash. Then they pose with the fake Miss Nash. Miss Madness has something. I think she's a man. Some, some talent there. Yeah. I think she's a man, according to Shiv- uh, Bischoff. <laughs> Bischoff thinks that's nice. Yeah, she's a dude. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. So they As beat up. They there. beat up this. Wrong one, Bischoff. <laughs> yep. So they beat up fake Asia Nash. Was yeah. Asia. Asia. You know what? She's in Asia. China. I did not know that. Uh, they beat up Nash and then pose with him. Uh, Macho's posing with a fake belt. So <laughs> actually, that part made me laugh. I was like, "This is like ridiculous, like fucking hundred dollar replica belt." This is hilarious. Uh, we get the Nitro girls, and then we get a recap from Thunder with Macho destroying Buff, leading to our next match as it's going to be Bobby Eaton versus Buff Bagwell. Uh, on commentary, Eric... Co-main anywhere in the world. <laughs> no, nah, the co-main's a tag match. Uh, on commentary, Eric brings up that he was on Larry King and Jesse Ventura was on there, and uh, Bischoff wasn't a big fan of Mr. Uh, Ventura. Oh, fuck no. You don't say. He hates Jesse Ventura. I'm sure it's mutual. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Buff wins with the t- second rope blockbuster. Cool. Bobby Eaton looked good. Yeah, Bobby did. Uh, we get an earlier tonight recap of Bam Bam attacking Raven, and DDP attacking Raven. So our Why next Raven match. Are gone? Raven, uh, there is an injury with his shoulder, of some sort, or someone's arm. So our next match is for the WCW Tag Team Championships. As it's going to be Saturn just taking on DDP and Bam Bam. The head header when Saturn comes out says with Canyon, but hey, there's no Canyon. Do you know what you don't need when it's a two-on-one handicap match? A Thunder special. Nope. Well, they gave us a Nitro special. as They ha- they they let Saturn fight them off here and there. He Man, has get, his moments. I get it building Saturn up. Because yeah. you're doing the young versus old, and he's going to be a player. So I get what they were going for. It just went too long, too in long. my opinion. Uh, Saturn hits the Death Valley Driver on DDP, but Paige kicks out. So that destroys his finisher there. Yep. Uh, Canyon then runs down, and uh, he wants to get tagged in. You can see that he was at the hospital. He had a, he had a wrist thing on. He had on. a wristband on. Uh, he gets tagged in, and then he starts posing. Then DDP hits him with a discus clothesline and covers him for the one, two, three. And then, so you're new. Also squashing Canyon in the process. <laughs> well, don't worry. There's more. Then they announce, hey, they're, uh, Paige and Bam Bam are your new WCW uh, tag team champions as Bischoff is now shitting all over Canyon and going, he looked fine when he came down. Uh, uh-huh. Weird that it only took one punch to take him out. Yep. Yep. You see those blinking red lights yet? I, oh, I, I saw it. I saw it when the Saturn line went. We should have came here straight here. Mm-hmm. Who better than Canyon? <laughs> we go backstage with Macho and the women as they're going celebrating in a limo. The limo oh. begins to drive, then almost runs into a semi, and Macho's like, you need to watch when you're driving. Yeah. That's almost Stu Hart there, Joe. Driving hey, technique. Yeah, limo. <laughs> Macho Stu. Macho Stu. Uh, Stu Savage. Then a, uh, a septic tank shows up, and here comes Kevin Nash out of it. Lewis Septic Services. Lewis. Not yeah. even Louis. No, Lewis. Lewis. Uh, Nash takes out a hose and a hose. Cl- hose. Climbs on top of the uh, limo and hit it. And the septic tank sprays crap into it. They drive off with the hose still not connected to it. Spraying feces all over the yeah. place. So, so here's what, here's the funny thing. So then yeah. after they do a little cutaway, like, this segment was brought to you by Lewis Septic <laughs> Services. Kevin Nash reading the promo. Yeah. 
So then Tony goes, I don't think that was chocolate milk. So in my mind, I'm like, so that was chocolate milk. <sighs> funny. And funny they gave Tony the line because of what he used to do that job. Mm-hmm. Nice little inside job. Yeah. Um, I, it's terrible. I, it's terrible. You have the all the, after you have the macho and the women outside the limo, like fake puking. You know and why coughing. it sucks? That's an attitude error skit. That is straight up an attitude error skit. It's, it's also cr- gonna be in a movie in about six months. Yeah. It's crazy. Like <laughs> to in. compare both shows. Like why is it that? Let's let's say this. If WWF does this exact same sketch, it's great. But mm-hmm. when WCW does it, it looks cartoonish or childish because they're not supposed to be doing that shit um there were different fans Mm -hmm. and the WCW fan base didn't want to see this crap they they wanted to see wrestling and storylines built around wrestling winning the titles having more money having the power which is really still to this day when you get down to it the only storylines you need to be successful running a wrestling business people look at UFC it's all about winning having money and championships yep Makes tons of money. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. You don't need to have people abducted or spraying shit on them or any of this shit. Or, like, you can, not for the world title. No, the world title what the should fuck? be separated. Not for Kevin Nash and Randy. This is a, this is a hack Bam Bam storyline is what this yeah, is. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You're not wrong. Then they cut to DJ, the DJ hyping the next match. I could see Conan and Ray doing this to the Cowboys. 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, he tries to hype him up, and the crowd went, meh. Uh, so you see DJ Ram. To be fair, I think they probably cut out the crowd part. They, they, and they also cut out the music he plays. I, yeah. mean, <laughs> I mean, like. We get a recap from last week's Nitro with Luger driving the monster truck into the arena. So this leads to our next match. Worst thing. The main event is going to be Rick Steiner staying in a cage match with Tank Abbott as the special guest referee. And I have a huge gripe right off the bat. Who built the ring. Right. The cage. Klondike Bill, is this you? Who who put it backwards I, to where the door is on the far right side? I just, Opposite I camera. The wrestlers didn't know. They both went the other way and went, uh, and then came around. I, they both had a hell of a time getting in the ring. The door, the door itself was skinny as shit, yeah. too. And it like, was, uh, everything at this point in wrestling, in the entire industry, is built directed towards a hard cam. Figure out where that is, and everything else is around. That. Like I don't know how you fuck this up. It was goddamn. Yeah. Um, first part, and of it that, was because they lowered it. It was pre-built. You could yeah. have been like, "That's not right." Nope. Um, <laughs> first part of the match. Fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. Right. Fuck it. Don't put it. Don't give it on a platter, Bill. Uh, first part of the match is <laughs> just some punching. It. It's Klondike Bill. It's payback. <laughs> Uh, first part of the match is just them punching. They built this as a shoot fight. Oh, yeah, of course. Steiner would fuck him up. Uh, Stan- Steiner goes for <laughs> yes, cover, yeah. but Ab- Abbott doesn't want to do anything. Abbott's just walking around the entire match. I got news for Abbott. If it was a three-way shoot, Steiner would Steiner fuck both wins. of them up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sting goes for the Stinger splash, but Abbott pulls Steiner out of the corner and punches Sting in the back of the head or clotheslines him. Rick then taped Sting to the back uh, to the ropes and starts beating him up as Abbott is leaving the ring, and that is, you know, we ran out of time. That's how we end Nitro. Yep. Yep. With the good guy taped to the ring, just getting mauled by his opponent. Nobody tries to save him. He doesn't make a comeback. It's that's it. There you go. The backbone of your company, and nobody runs out. That's what we're doing. 
It's NWO 96 all over again? Yep. Only there's no gangs now. It's just one dude. It's just fucking Rick Steiner and a UFC reject. Yep. Jesus Christ. Which also, bringing Tank in feels like reactionary. They have a Ken Shamrock. We need an MMA guy. Shamrock would fuck Tank Abbott up. Yep. So let's go back a day to heat. Um, Oh, yeah. We start the show off with another remembrance of Owen Hart. It's the same montage did uh, on Raw. However, instead of yesterday, it was last week. Um, Photo stills from Over the Edge's main event. Our first match was... Test and Tori versus Meat and Jackie. Uh, Tori wins with the DDT on Jackie while Test and Meat are fighting outside. How long was that match, Joe? Um, about three and a half minutes. Jesus Fucking right. Uh, yeah. Probably the longest match on the show. Um. Well, tonight, sir, is the King of the Ring qualifiers matches. Oh, yeah. As this horse shit. As King of the Ring exclusive is, to Heat. Are you fucking kidding me right yes, now? Yes, I am not kidding you. As Ring qualifiers tonight, so they show a long montage of highlights and moments from King of the Rings. By we see the Austin run, and then Triple H's run, and then Shamrock's run. No Owen, huh? It's oh yeah, because they're not going to highlight Brett Owen or Mabel. Weird. King of the Ring tradition started in 1996, you know. Yeah. So our, our second match of the night, our first King of the Ring qualifier, Jeff Jarrett versus Ken Shamrock. Uh, Shamrock reverses the figure four into the ankle lock, and uh, he wins. Sham- Jarrett then hits Shamrock with the guitar after the match. Our next match is another King of the Ring qualifier, Hardcore Holly versus Al Snow. This could be on Raw. Non-hardcore. Non-hardcore. This should all be on Raw. Holly wins. Our next King of the Ring qualifier, X-Pac versus the Big Boss Man. X-Pac wins with a roll-up. That'd be a good fucking match. Uh, Road Dog comes out uh, after because Boss Man's attacking. Then the Acolytes come out and attack both men. Road Dog then challenges Boss Man to a match on Raw. Our next match is another King of the Ring qualifier, Billy Gunn versus Viscera. <laughs> oh, God. What? Oh, God. Yeah. Um, uh, Gunn wins with the Famouser. We get a promo for the first time by the Acolytes saying they want a title match tomorrow night. I'm going to need you to rate that match without seeing it. Wow. That, that's his rate. Then we, get a, then we end Heat with a promo from Stone Cold Steve Austin. So there were five matches, a yep. promo, and some, I'm sure promos, or yeah. like little promos. Yeah. And Jesus. Your, your main event was Billy Gunn versus Viscera. Fucking. Yeah. And Heat would get, was getting like a five at the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Austin comes out, says that he's going to whoop Austin, uh, Undertaker's ass tomorrow night. Undertaker hate, comes on the Tron and says he's going to take Austin's soul tomorrow night. I hate every damn attitude of her. Die hard. <laughs> you watching this shit to that extent is why we're still experiencing the crap we're experiencing. They're trying to recapture the magic, guys. So let's go back to Monday Night Raw on May 31st in Moline, Illinois. Heavily edited at the beginning. Yeah. You, you don't say? No Owen Hart funeral footage, which did air on TV. Mm-hmm. Correct. We get a so, re- hey, Hogan made Raw. Yeah, Hogan was on Raw. <laughs> uh, last, we get a recap from last Sunday's main event at the pay-per-view. Then <laughs> we get a promo from the corporate ministry, but first Druids carrying Owen's coffin. I mean, the uh, Undertaker's symbol. Damn. I, I was just like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. The day later. A day after the tribute. This was... Okay. Uh, and you're airing this the night of the funeral. Yeah. Church down. Um, oh, Druids come out carrying out the Undertaker symbol. Uh, Shane says that what he, uh, what he did at the uh, pay-per-view was right. 
He did the, a normal three count, but he did the fast three count. Undertaker says uh, that what he did at, pay, at the pay-per-view was phase one. Tonight starts phase two. Undertaker would deliver uh, the higher power, power, the mind, the body, the soul of Austin tonight. He would deliver it to the higher power. Vince comes out, and Vince says that uh, Taker screwed Stone Cold. And so Vince is going to screw Undertaker tonight. Undertaker is going to have to defend his title against Stone Cold tonight. Shane says since he owns 50%, Undertaker can face Stone Cold tonight, but in a non-title match. With some slight stipulation changes, isn't this the same 20 minutes that started every Raw for the last month? Yes. Yes, it has. Cool. Uh, Undertaker says he's going to kick Austin's ass. Vince wants a match with The Undertaker because he's, for what he has done against his family... Shane says, oh, I like the fact that, you, Vince, you found your grapefruit. So he goes, you know what, Vince? If you can somehow, somehow beat The Undertaker, Austin gets his title shot tonight. Shane then uh, makes it that if anybody gets involved in the match, Austin loses his sh- sh- title chance. The corporate ministry begins to leave, and then Austin's music hits, and then you find out that Austin is one of the druids, and he attacks Undertaker. One, okay, right off the bat, one of the things that annoys me to no end, and it started here in this Edited Era, this might have been one of the first times. It's too staged. I understand this is, This shit is ridiculous in here. They're talking about fucking higher powers, and they kidnapped... I mean, so it's... I mean, I know. Yeah. But... If you're going to dress in disguise and attack somebody, the sound guy is not going to magically know that you're one of those yeah. druids and have your music hit before you even take the thing off to hit. Nope. Like, I hate it when people run down and they hit the Tron in the music. It negates the effect of the, of the surprise. And it's something they do to this day it's, that annoys the shit out of me. so dumb. Yeah. How would the sound guy know? Oh, wait. You know what? I have an inkling that that druid right there is Steve Austin. Hey, is I that better, Stone Cold dressed up better as Better have a druid? his music on standby. I think, I think that's... Uh, is that? I think it is Stone Cold. Hit the music. The Attitude Era is my least favorite because of this. Because of that. It went from you presenting a show to the audience to the audience being a part of the show. Because, you know, they're looking for the bigger pop. So, of course, you're going to hit the glass. Mm-hmm. That's what I hate about it. You're yeah. supposed to give them a show, not have them be part of it. The only time it worked is when Austin came back uh, when Foley won the title. Because you got the crowd pop and you got the Vince McMahon like, oh, fuck, he's actually here. Mm-hmm. But then they you don't lean off that a you lot. You just need to run down and do whatever you're going to do. Uh, Austin brawling with Taker, then the Ministry jumps him, but then Union comes out, and then we get an all-out brawl to start Raw. I mean, it's the crowd's popping, so I give them that. Uh, we cut backstage with Austin being pissed as the Union's like, "What did we do wrong?" So I don't want any help ever. I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin. Damn it! What? what? I didn't ask you to help. What? Let's I'm go. Beat our- the hell out of you. What? what? Let's go. Our first <laughs> match of the night, shall we? <laughs> Big Show versus B.A. Billy Gunn. Thank God. Uh, Really? (laughs) Yeah. So happy to see this match. Uh, Billy Gunn attacks Show's leg. 
for the most of the match. Then Billy goes, all right, I'm out. And then he walks away, but then Road Dog comes down, throws him back into the ring, and tell our Big Show to choke slam Billy Gunn. We cut backstage cool. with Corey's favorite character, Beaver Cleavage, crying to his mom as he is scared because he gets his first match tonight. Yep. We we cut back to Vince and the uh, the Briscoe and Patterson telling him not to take this match, and he's just telling them to stay out of it. I don't have a choice. Let's go to our second match of Raw: Christian versus Beaver Cleavage. Uh, Beaver comes out and it's like it looks like the NWO. Black and white screen. It's like the old time feel of, you know, as Lawler goes off, says how he likes beavers. Uh, we get a raw special with this one as Mrs. Cleavage gets on stage to distract the ref to allow Michael Hayes and the Hardy Boys to come out to and uh, attack Christian. Hayes hits Christian with the cane, allowing the beaver to win. So... Corey, you have your eyes shut for this. So, what do you what do you think of Beaver Cleavage? Oh, please, Mike, finish your thought first, sir. Uh, mine was a, a basic point. I mean, beyond the fact this is the dumbest shit either show is doing, and that's saying a lot. Um, his first match, he wins via run in from somebody not like. What? Find a match on this show that doesn't end in a run in. Like, what the fuck was the? Yeah. In 1999, WWF, a run-in was an actual finisher. We're two for two so far with a type of run-in. So, Corey, how do you feel about that, Beaver Cleavage? Yeah, Beaver Cleavage. We've been waiting for a while, you know. We had the one death of Owen, now we have this. I try so hard, the older I get, not to do a Jim Cornette rant on this stuff. But I am so close right now. I we just reviewed Nitro. Yep. I will succinctly say this: I will take three hours of the most boring, badly booked, nondescript WCW bullshit over one more Beaver Cleavage match. I will take that deal every fucking day. Well, let's see how you feel later on tonight. This, this is an affront to even people who like Shock TV Attitude Era shit. It's Vince McMahon and Vince Russo getting their jollies because they used to watch Leave It to Beaver growing up. And hey, you know, it's kind of funny. His nickname's Beaver, you know, like pussy. And you know what? It'd be funny if his mom was hot and we wanted to fuck her. Even better, it'd be really hilarious if we implied very heavily that he was fucking his mom. That would be hilarious, bro. Funny shit. Attitude. Fuck you. This is why Jim Cornette hates Vince Russo. It's why I hate Vince Russo. (laughs) I am now, watching this again, I am now committed to outliving Vince Russo as well so that I can show up and videotape Jim Cornette (laughs) pissing on his grave. You gotta tweet him that. That's hilarious. (laughs) So let's see how you how you feel later on. Christian then hits a springboard to all three men. Then all but all three men are able to attack Christian until the Brood come out and they have a brawl. Oh yeah! On top of that, fuck you, WWF, for not realizing Christian's as talented as he fucking is. Right? Why the fuck is he doing jobs for every new lame ass person you get on your roster? Go back, every one of them. It's Christian out there doing the job. Vince hates him. 
Yep. Sees nothing in him. We cut backstage with Undertaker saying he doesn't feel any fear anybody, and we see Vince walking back and forth. Our next Christian in the WCW Cruiserweight match. God damn it, dude. Our next match. (laughs) Hey, just thought about that. (laughs) Our next match is for the Intercontinental Championship, as it's the Godfather going to defend it against Jeff Jarrett. Uh, Godfather wants Deborah again to be one of his hoes, so they. If Jarrett loses, she well, becomes a hoe. No, he's, she's supposed to be a hoe. Oh, yeah. He wants her back. He already lost. Yeah. He never got her. Yeah. Uh, Deborah gets on the apron and takes her jacket off. One of the hoes gets on her on the apron and then takes her jacket off. So we're having a hoe off. Uh, Deborah then uh, gives Jarrett her title. And then Jarrett hits Godfather with the title and covers him. So your new Intercontinental Champion, Jeff Jarrett. The one thing I always remember is him yelling Owen right after the match. Well, I mean, I get, it was supposed to get. Yep. It was supposed to go to Owen, so I yep. guess his best friends as good of a plug-in as any for this title reign. Yeah. Yep. Uh, backstage, Paul Bear and Undertaker walking down in the ring, and Paul Bear's laughing about Undertaker facing off against Vince. So our next match: The Undertaker versus Vince McMahon. It was something. Vince shoves the ref. Vince gets the DQ. Uh, Undertaker gets DQ'd. <laughs> a pocket of that shit. Uh, Undertaker uh, attacks Patterson Briscoe. Undertaker gives chase to the ref who runs through the crowd. We see Michael Cole in back with Austin. Cole asks how he feels about Vince, Vince winning, and Austin says he doesn't need any help and tells Cole to get the hell out of his locker room. Promo by Mankind. He says he wants a match with Triple H tonight. Wants the match to be no DQ and have the have it pinfall anywhere. That's fine, but then this just gets weird. Then it gets weird. Where did this come from? Because then he starts going up at how China has the hots for him because she walked in on him one time when he was in the shower. Uh, Mankai then says, "Sorry, China, I'm a married man." He says that he will uh, let her look at his merchandise if you smell what the sock is hiding. Yep. I have absolutely nothing. First Foley promo in forever that I think is legitimately bad. It, oh, I, I thought this was really bad. Uh, it felt too long. Well, there's that one in England. Touche. Touche. That was bad, Not too. good. First one in, how about this? <laughs> first one in America. <laughs> first one in America. First so one he, in the States. So what we're saying is he really needs time off. Yes. Well, funny enough. During the break, <laughs> uh, Bossman runs down and attacks Mankind. We come back, and they're still fighting as Road Dog then comes, uh, who Road Dog is supposed to be facing the boss man tonight. So the Road Dog continues, comes out, and continues his entrance. It's weird. Well, it's like, it's, it's like, like Luger, Luger, Luger posing with show and then uh, Loch Ness. Loch Ness fighting. And fucking Luger's posing. <laughs> I was waiting for uh, Road Dog to, like, all right, cut it. Uh, let me shit on the I'm like, I was waiting for that. At least the Luger one made sense. Yeah. <laughs> he don't want no part of that. He's, yep. he's an egotistical bastard. Yes, sir. <laughs> he's minding his own business. Road Dog's supposed to be he's, in this fucking match. He's trying to get his sheen on. He just, he just tell, he tells Mankind to save himself some. So Mankind throws Boss Man into the ring. Uh, Boss Man attacks Road Dog, but hits him with the nightstick and gets some stuff DQ'd. Boss Man puts on a, pulls out a chain and wraps it around his fist, starts punching him and choking the Road Dog out. As Lawler goes, hey, that looks like a dog collar. Wonder where this is heading. We cut backstage to Shane as he's cussing and tossing stuff around, yelling that everyone is going to pay. 
That we, part was actually amazing. He was just losing his fucking mind. Just, like, swearing and throwing shit. That was awesome. Yep. Uh, King of the Ring it will be only on Sunday Night Heat. I just... And, by the way, China's in it. Which they have a fucking cow about. You can tell Jim Ross is not a fan of that decision. No. He tries to hide it, but his southern maleness comes out. Southern maleness balding. Got it. So our next match for the WWF Tag Team Championship is Kane and X-Pac versus the Acolytes. Uh, did, did Brock Lesnar see Kane jump from the ground to the aprons? Like, I like that. I like I'll do that. I'll do that. Uh, Shane comes out during the match. Kane gets, uh, uh, Kane sets up Bradshaw for the Bronco Buster for X-Pac. Kane's gonna go choke on Farouk. X-Pac goes for the Bronco Buster, but Shane, uh, but Shane puts the chair in front of Bradshaw and X-Pac flies into it. Kane then chases Shane to out of the ring. Bradshaw hits a clothesline from hell for the win. So your new WWF Tag Team Champions, the Acolytes. Both companies switch belts. I mean, I'm fine with the Acolytes winning the tag belts. I don't know if you need to. But it just felt like you could have gotten more out of this X-Pac Kane run. I mean, I knew it was coming. It seemed longer back then. uh, Feud between the two teams. Right? It's a good tag match. Yeah, I know. I was perfectly fine with it. It was a good match. That just, yeah, all weird. four worked well together. Yeah. I'm fine with the Acolytes winning, but I was just like, hmm. You had something with Kane and X-Pac. I don't know why you're... I mean, we know why. They hate tag teams. Yeah, yeah well, that's true. Yep. So, let's go to GTV. Well, hold on. Bruce Pritchard, you're a lying sack of shit, and I got proof. I mean, you don't say. Oh, we never designated GTV for anybody. It, it, we didn't know where we were going to go. This version, if you looked in the corner, was called GDTV. This was most definitely Gold Dust, which everybody says. Yep. No, 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 not at all. Yeah. You fucking liar. So it was for this week, GDTV, as there's a goddamn television. Goddamn television. That's what I felt like I was watching. As a camera's in the bathroom and and someone is in there struggling to poop. The most fake poop sounds. A lot of pooping noises Uh, and farts. And you know. Because Visser is already in the ministry. It wasn't going to be him. It was going to be the next fattest person they could find. No, more importantly, it was going to be the next fattest black person they could find. So that was Mark Henry. He's the one struggling. His dealer comes in, and as he's going to wash his hands, as they show them struggling, and, you know, Delo telling him to wash his hands, and JR's like, what in the world is this? Delo told him that he needed to go back and give him a courtesy flush after he'd finished. Yep. That's not how courtesy flushes work. Nope. And then, yes, he said, oh, you need to wash your hands. And Mark Henry said, I think I got some under my nail here and tried to. And I was like, motherfuckers defend this shit. God motherfuckers damn TV. Did they defend this shit? So this is taped. Did WCW hear about this? I'm like, hey, I have an idea. I don't know. I mean, Septic tank. It's anything's possible. I, I, under the nail. Fuck, we'll just do it. It's fucking septic tank. Good Lord. God damn TV. God damn TV. So let's go to our next match. It's Val Venus with Nicole Bass versus Ken Shamrock. Didn't they just have a few like three yeah. months ago? Yeah. Well, it's attitude, so you, you, you cycle in and out of shit so often. Uh, during the match, Jeff Jarrett and Deborah come down. Jarrett goes on the apron to dist- uh, apron to strikes Ken. Val rolls up Shamrock for the win. Ken then hits a belly to belly. Then we get Nicole Bass trying to help Val up. Val pushes her to the side. Val asks where the hell she was at. 
she said she can handle anything. She says it won't happen again, and Val tells her she can make it up to him now, as then they both leave hand in hand. And I threw up a little in my mouth. Yeah, I did too. Um, was that GGTV segment? <laughs> don't, don't, don't give him a stroke. Uh, we go back. I can see next week's GDTV will be fucking Nicole Bass giving Val Venus a Cleveland steamer. We go backstage. Val's in the yeah, we go backstage, and there's Undertaker looking up to somebody saying he won't fail him. As Which our has next, happened many times in his office. Yep. As our next match is Mankind versus Triple H in a hardcore match. Uh, they fight in the crowd. They fight more on the outside than they do in the fight on the outside than they do inside the ring. That's a Nick Foley match. Yeah, China hits Mankind with a chair. Uh, Triple H throws Mankind into China, uh, into China, who goes into the still steps. Mankind puts the mandible claw on Triple H, but China comes in the ring and low blows him. Mankind with the sledgehammer. China hits Mankind a couple times. China begins to argue with the ref, and then she turns around into Mr. Sacco. Mankind... Uh, let's go of uh, Mr. Sacco. Mankind then turns around and Triple H hits him in the knee with the sledgehammer. That noise that they make for the sledgehammer shot? Jesus Christ. Uh, refs come out and check on Mankind as you can see that he's in his own, he's in real pain as he takes the mask off. Then Triple H and China then run back in and attack the refs and then Triple H begins to attack Mankind's leg. The Rock comes out and attacks Triple H to make the save. So, my biggest problem with this, and I think Corey will know where I'm going with this, uh, and it's their fault. I can never believe or buy that Mick Foley is hurt. Nope. Not after Hell in a Cell. Yep. And he got up three Get times me. after all that. No sympathy just, for me at all. I was watching this. There's nothing you can do to him. And it was like, I just didn't feel it. I was like, hey, whatever. I, he, he, he projected himself off a fucking cage. Yeah. I mean... This is, eh, who cares? Like, that's the side effect of the Foley. Like, uh-huh. I know what he's doing is... And he is hurt. He yeah. is legitimately hurt. And you know he's hurt. Because yeah. that knee was fucked up. And he wrestled for like an extra two months Completely on Completely fucked. He should have been out before Mania. And, but I was like, eh, it's what he flies off roofs. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, we go backstage with Mankind getting the stretcher job to the ambulance. A day after. Still doing the stretcher job. Yep. Got a show goes on, Pally. One can't grieve forever. Got storylines to do. So let's go to our main event for the WWF Heavyweight Championship. Undertaker versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Undertaker symbols on the stage. I'm already, I'm already tired of watching Austin versus Taker. Uh, we get back and forth match between the two. Undertaker uh, suplexes Austin as his leg hits the steel on the ramp. Uh, the crowd pops every time Austin kicks Taker in the gut. They think it's the stunner. Austin hits the stunner and goes to the cover, but Paul Bear tosses Earl out of the ring. Bossman then comes out and gets stunned, but then the corporate ministry comes out and attacks Austin. Then they tie Austin to the ropes. The lights go out. The Undertaker's Druid's music hits. And then here comes the greater power as he's a man dressed in a robe, and you can't see the faces as you can keep hearing Lawler going, it's Shane, it's Shane, because Shane's on that ringside. The, all the ministry members are on the knees while Triple H is holding Austin in the ropes. The greater power leans over, reveals his face to Austin, and Austin's face begets, becomes angry, and you can, hear, you can see him saying, like, you son of a bitch. And that is how we end Raw. I didn't like that. Mike? Uh, 
I didn't hate it. I had one huge closet. I know we're not in the age of social media yeah. in 1999. Thank God. But what the Jesus. fuck is to stop Austin from just telling anybody in the next seven days who the fuck he saw? That's fair. That's uh, my pro- that's my problem with it. So I guess going by that logic, and I, I agree. That makes sense. If they had kidnapped him and then like he was off site and then they revealed to who it was, yeah. then it would have made sense. Um, yeah, I can see that. That is a little uh, an issue. What? <laughs> <laughs> like Austin's just going to be quiet for a week and think about it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what do you guys think of this high, greater power just moseling on down in the ramp just to reveal himself? I stu- from the reason I gave, it's stupid. Just hold. If you're going to do the reveal next week, just hold, just hold him until next week. Not let the uh, your protagonist see it and yeah. then like, oh, shit. Like, it makes no sense. So that is how we end Raw. So, guys, what was a better show? Well, hold on. Before you do that, I, want, oh. I have a question. I just, I just something had something was hitting your head. Something hit my okay. head during your replay of the of that match. Okay, stinging, stinging. Rick and Slater. I don't know how I feel. Feely real about it. Feely really, 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 really feel really, about really, it. Really, really. All right, Millie Vanilli. <laughs> this match was terrible. I mean, checks out. It's on brand. Um, their match Sunday was terrible. Yep, understandable. Their every match they ever had, and this show was terrible. And it just dawned on me, because I was going to say, well, this match is terrible, but because you, you said any time Austin got on the offense, that crowd lost it. Is being as over as Austin is here, is that actually a liability to your company instead of a plus? Because you can pump out absolute drizzling shit, and they're going to eat it up because he's so fucking over, and you're going to be fooled into thinking you're doing good work. Until it dies yes. down inevitably. Yes, because of the fact that... I just thought of that. You know, like, 98, 95% of those people that are going to the shows are there for Stone Cold. Like, devil's advocate, and I can't believe I would ever even consider this, and I don't believe it still, but I'm... Is Vince right nowadays? Not to get anybody that fucking over? It's a liability almost. Is it now, uh, and is it now maybe going, like... Think changing your whole concept. No, I still no? believe you need a superstar. I think like, so. You need somebody that the crowd gives but a shit But I agree with about. you but that... there is a thought process to saying... You don't want him that over. You don't want him that, that over. over. We're like... You don't want him over to the point where if Austin, for some reason, had left and walked on the Nitro, your company is done. Yeah. You're going to go out of business. Your company's over. You're, and, and you don't want him to that level. You want him, honestly, you want him about the scene of mid-2000s level. And his, where it makes a difference, but, like, you can survive without him. Because his overness is whitewashing what is some god-awful fucking television. That they have to think they're hitting a home run in, because look at the, the ratings. ratings. They are destroying their competition yeah. with garbage. So they think they're putting on a good show. Because to answer your other question, which show did I think was better? Neither fucking show. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I'm picking zero today. <laughs> like, they shows fucking sucked equally. They were terrible this, shows. Remember there was a show, there were two shows like five or six months ago, Joe. It was right before Booble joined us on this. Where I was like, dude. And you were like, yeah. No, both shows were yeah. god awful. And for this is like it again. Drastically different reasons. These yeah. two but shows were, were fucking so terrible. fucking bad, but in different ways. Mm-hmm. That I cannot pick a winner. Yeah. If you took, I'm tempted I mean, to go with heat just off of your I am using this term incredibly loosely. If you took the best parts of every show and put them onto one tape, you might might get 40 minutes of television. 
If like if if I, I mean if might. I if I had to pick a show, it'd be raw. It, yeah, by like I refuse a to pick a show. Centimeter. They were terrible. I refuse. So we can't pick a show. We know who they pick. Yeah. So we know who they pick. So let's go to the ratings. While he's looking at that ratings, I will tell you this because I actually watched it. All but a select few of the impacts from the terrible Russo years are better than the show. These shows. So last week. So last week, WCW got 3.1 to WWF's 7.2. I'm expecting them under under 3. This week, WCW went up. <laughs> what? <laughs> to a 3.3. Damn. I mean, it's not much, but Jesus. And WWF went down to a 6.3. Ow. That's actually a huge drop in numbers. That is. Damn. Yikes. Like, overall, they lost viewers, like, total for the week. Yeah, well, like a lot of them chunk. showed up for uh, a lot of WWE. No, WWF lost a lot of viewers because Nitro actually went up somehow. Yeah, damn. Uh, yeah, it's weird. So let's see how it happens next week since we uh, the Greater Power showed himself tonight. Oh, damn award show ought to be fun. So let's go to the award <laughs> show time, Corey. Give me some sweet tunes. <laughs> Good luck. I am the higher power. Austin saw my face. Booking is so goddamn terrible. Fuck it. That's the music. Hello that sounds darkness, great. My, my old friend. friend. Uh, best match. <laughs> I will go Acolytes X Pac Kane. Yeah. yeah. That was actively a good match. I went uh, Triple H Mankind. See, I didn't like that that much. I'm going with the tag match. Which tag match? Uh, Conan and Ray versus Conan and Ray. And, yeah, <laughs> no, no. Of course. Odele. No. He's got one of those horse jumpers in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I just took it off. I cleaned it. So I uh, know the tag, tag tag team championship match yeah. on Raw. I was like, which one? <laughs> yeah, I, know, I knew that was coming. <laughs> uh, worst match? Uh, Beaver, Cleavage, and Christian. Yep. <sighs> I almost said that. I did go Macho versus Nevin Cash. Nevin Cash. Got it. That sounds like a promising up-and-comer. Hey, guys. uh, Yeah. Who's your MVP? Uh, Kevin Nash, because he had the one funny commercial. That's what I had for the highlight. The commercial was funny. It was four seconds long. (laughs) That's what I got. Hey, Corey. You got an MVP there, pal? I'm thinking... Uh, I'm just going to go with... Uh, Lewis Sanitation Services. I'm going with Old Liable. I'm going Ric Flair. Ugh. I, well, it was terrible this week. Well, yeah, but he, he's getting eight women to show up at his hotel. He's going to be oh, in every segment. Wednesday. He's going to be on every yeah, segment. I, I'll, do, I'll go stand by Flair. I did enjoy yeah. some of his promo work. I'm, Dylan d- sunk him for me, in the back. For me, for, like, for me it's the, the one he goes like the line of with, Flair, or with Buff. You got Rolex? Yeah. You got a big, big house? house? Yeah. You, got you, don't got? you know what you don't got? A match with Macho tonight. He's out of your league. He'll kill you. Yeah. You Let's know see. what? I'm going to change mine because it'll never have the opportunity to happen again. Oh, God. I'm going to go Bob Eaton. All right. <laughs> Old Reliable gets his one shot on Nitro in 99, and he looked good against Buff. For he me, looked better than Buff. For me, the only other option was Bischoff. He was, he was decent. I love, you know the biggest mistake I've made? Three words. Diamond Dallas Page. Moa Dib. Oh, uh. So he turns here, right? That's obvious as fuck, right? My least favorite part of any of the two shows, and I know, that's a list, is Kurt Hennig. That, 
is so brutal to watch and listen to. Yeah, my least favorite is everybody associated. Well, you know what? I was going to say everybody associated with rap versus country, but in clear conscience, I can't. Yep. Because Beaver Cleavage. Beaver Cleavage. Yeah, I knew you were going with it. Yeah, Beaver Cleavage is my freaking motive. So, Corey. Yeah. WTF. <laughs> What's up? Oh, sorry, it's not a ridiculous thing. Um, WTF, the, the state of both companies heading into June 1999. Holy, I knew it was bad. I've gone on record, Joe, for how long since we started this goddamn podcast? Since day one. Saying that 1999 is by far my least favorite year in wrestling history. Mm-hmm. It is goddamn terrible. There's nothing good. Barely. Um, fuck this. This is terrible. And uh, wait, and just wait until I give you guys the card for Great American Bash next week. I cannot wait. So, uh, Mr. Rubel, WTL. Um, so your big plan to shock the fans back is Tank Abbott. That's, that's the plan. You lost Hogan. You lost Steiner. You lost Luger. Your plan is Tank Abbott. All right. I, I wish you the best of luck. <laughs> uh, my WTF is the Beaver Cleavage and GDTV stuff for two tonight. of the like little. I know I, I like to go on the rant here, but two of the legitimately most cringeworthy things I've seen on wrestling TV, and both on one episode of Raw. Where to go? Yep. Yeah. So this brings an end to this week's episode of the Monday Night War Stories. We will be doing. We have a pay-per-view, not this Sunday, but next Sunday, the Great American Bash. Then in like a couple weeks from now, we also be um, uh, Backlash, Fully Loaded, King of the Ring. We just talked about King of the Ring qualifying matches on your heat review. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought it was going to be... No, (laughs) I'll save it. I thought King of the Ring was only going to be on Sunday Night Heat. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yes, King of the Ring is the June show. damn it. I got... um, You know what? It's going to be okay, because, you know, King of the Ring is better than Great American Bash. We just have to get through June, right, Corey? Then there's like a light um, after June. Or is it for June? one company. Not so much for the other. God damn it. Because the, thi- the, the thing is, it's just I know of uh, the main event for not this pay-per-view for Raw. Did I have it's the next one, and I'm just like Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, no, it's peaks and valleys, <laughs> mostly valleys in '99. Yeah. I will say this: um, the best pay per view that we watched in May is Slamboree. Yep. And when we head into July, the best pay per view that we have would have watched um, since May um, is Slamboree. Checks out. So we have all that coming up. We got a. Uh... <sighs> Fun times ahead, Maybe. everybody. So I hope you're looking forward to that. Buckle up. And you can find... Hold on to your butts. Hold on to your butts as you go to nocellentertainment.com. Where we have things for your butts. Like written words. Like That's My Opinion by Mike Bubble. You get a tattooed. That's yep. my opinion. Uh, the Dick High Sensei just wrote a, a good piece on The Undertaker and what he's meant to have in the yet. business. It's a, it's a good piece. It's a good piece. Uh, I still want the COVID piece, yeah. Zen. I um, we have the database where I uh, had time, so I did stuff, and now we have podcasts. 
like the Monday Night War stories you just uh, slugged through. The Thundercast uh, coming up. We'll have a pay-per-view war story. We just did a retro review time machine. Back. We had That's My Pick and uh, the gang reviews. That's right. You can find all that lovely stuff once again at NoSellEntertainment.com. You can follow all of us on Twitter. You can follow uh, Corey at that KFAP guy. You can follow Mr. Booble at MT Booble. You can follow me at that Joe Lessel. You can follow the producer at Producers N. You can follow NoSo Entertainment at NoSo ENT. Follow, like, subscribe, all that good stuff on Facebook. Twitter, SoundCloud, iTunes, Instagram, sometimes YouTube, hopefully Spotify. And you can go to Spotify and find No Southern Entertainment Presents. They're one-hit wonders. Give us a thumbs up, thumbs down, all that good stuff. And like always, Corey must pose. Fuck this shit. <laughs>